Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Ratswell, along with my co-hosts Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to PCP Pop Culture. Hello, darlings. Lisa Lee Lee Ratswell. We're diving into swans. <laughs> I was trying to give you my best Lee Ratswell. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I'm I'm very convincing. It's good. It's close, yeah. In person especially. I'm really, really elegant. I'm just I have that quaff of hair. It's uh, the bouffant. No. <laughs> have you guys watched the season have you guys watched the newest feud? Yep. I've watched th- yeah. three of the four. I have not watched the mm-hmm. the, the the most recent, no. Yeah. I um I like this one. Only it had a, it had Lee being a B word. I can't I can't say it out loud unless it's boo. You don't like calling you don't like calling Lee a bitch. Come on, not my not my she patron saint. But she was a great bitch. Yeah. Like this, she was appropriately bitchy. Like it was perfect. She posted a let's talk about the husband when she yes. sat down with slim and was like you're not going to do this with truman it's beneath you it's tacky whatever i know you're effing babe's husband let's talk about that <laughs> i was like mm-hmm. that's where the housewives came in because the tagline is the original real housewives and i mean yeah for all their for all how fancy they were it was a very it was almost like they had beyond Beverly Hills and New York money, but they were just as filthy and incestuous as Vanderpump rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, yeah. Well, so how do you feel about the the series so far being such a connoisseur? Yeah, I was going to ask of, that. Well, especially of Lee Radiswell. So. Mm-hmm. There's a few mistakes with it, the little things. The show itself is okay. It's, I feel like, because it was billed as the original Real Housewives. And I feel like this, it's so low. It's like a slow season of Beverly Hills. It's like a lot of lunches and catching up and like, where, where's the big drama? You know, it's a little low stakes. And this is coming from someone who's spent years studying this to create an accurately Radswell on Twitter. But I mean, it's like, I'm like, I don't know. Where's like the big, like the original feud. I like better with Joan Crawford and Betty Davis so far. We're only halfway through this one, but it is missing something. They structured it like a housewife season, but not the best housewife season. I think it should have opened with the black and white ball and that famous Kyle Richards moment where she goes, like, things were so wonderful. Little, we had so much fun that night. Little did we know how horrible things would soon become. And then flash forward. That's how, that's how the good season, that's how you know a housewife season is going to be. It opens with something great and then flashes. So. I, yeah. I think the, the best Ryan Murphy, I don't, I'm not a huge Ryan Murphy fan, but I think his best shows are the ones that just, they're all telenovelas, but the best ones are that they know they're a telenovela and they lean into it. This one is like a telenovela that thinks it's high art. So it's like, what do we do? What are we doing yeah. here? Like, I mean, Stacey, you and I have talked about it. Nip Tuck. 
best work he's ever done because oh. they like two or yes. three seasons in they were just like fuck it we're going all in on this and it was batshit crazy mm-hmm. and it was brilliant and there's never been a show as good as that this one is like i'm like what is he what are we doing here what is i'm only three episodes in there are- but i'm like uh, what is this you know what I think too is an issue is that you're dealing with individually these women have are iconic, but it's too much. It's spread too thin because you have too many of them. Lee Radswell, look, I've dedicated mm. years celebrating her. Babe Paley has her own. People worship her. Um, and it's like t- spread too thin. With the first feud, it was Betty and Joan. Boom. Mm-hmm. It was just two powerhouses going at each other. This is like diluted. You don't get the best of any of them. But I also think because I I don't know, like I know enough about Truman Capote, like I've read several novels and I, I know about him and I know about Lee. Even before I knew you, I knew I knew <laughs> a bit about Lee, you know, but I didn't know very much about Babe Paley. I didn't know anything about Slim. I didn't know anything about CZ Guest. Like, so a little bit more history. I know they've tried to intertwine it, but they haven't. I don't feel like it's been done very well. Like, I still mm-hmm. don't know exactly who these people yeah. are. I feel like I'm getting to know a little bit more about Slim, but it's also, why am I finding more out about Slim in the fourth episode? I feel like at least by the second episode, like you said, it should be kind of like a, almost like the first couple episodes should be who all these people are and way, where they come from and how they kind of mm-hmm. came together and then how everything falls apart. Yeah. There, like, I feel like we're already totally. looking at shattered glass and trying to put it back together and see what was there before. There was the brief. And people don't know en- enough of the backstory to do it. I'm finding online mm-hmm. people are having to research so much, yeah. which I understand, but it's not structured. They're not telling the story well. No, the, I don't remember if it was the first or second episode where I think the way they did it was that Truman was explaining the swans to maybe he was doing it to John O'Shea. Maybe he was talking to somebody where he was going one by one. Like, this is this is where Slim came from. This was, you know, this is where CZ came. And it was sort of a backstory, but not really. It wasn't much of one. And like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I found myself Googling. Um, I, I I know the show's about Truman and these women. So it's like, I want to know more about their husbands. Seems like, you know, something that a man would say, but I am curious that outside of Bill Paley, um, who's obviously part of the show, RIP treat, treat Williams. Um, the other husbands are sort of just mentioned in passing. Um, like CZ's yeah. husband, where there was the entire scene about the IRS seizing their property you know their artwork and things i i tried to go search what that was about it's not even it's hard to find you go to her her or her husband william guest you go to their wiki pages there's no winston winston i'm sorry i knew it was in a w there's no reference at all to financial Mm -hmm. issues so i'm like watching this like well what Mm -hmm. Because they, they sort of reference it in the show when one of them says, oh, how he how could he have known that Mexico was going to nationalize its airline? So you know that it was a business gone bad. But like, why is the IRS seizing shit? And they ju- maybe they'll explain yeah. it in a later episode, but they just skimmed right past it. The, they say random things. Like it was one, which uh, I know Lee's not the It's Babe in this. And they could do more. I do like, they do capture... That babe, this episode I thought was really poignant 
and mm-hmm. it opens with her getting dressed to the nines, hair done, jewelry, co- everything done in the nines, and immediate it was just to go for chemo radiation. Literally, she radiation. was stepping out the door, and I thought that was like poetic. You know, her commitment mm-hmm. as she's dying to putting her best foot forward and perfection. Those kind of things are good, but others like they're withholding. Like, look, okay, Lee's side character. We know Lee for a certain reason, and the, so the reference even a sister could mm-hmm. steal your man. Yeah, yeah. But come on, they they won't say Jackie by name on this show in this group. Picture, <laughs> I use this reference a lot. This comparison. Picture this is season one, Beverly Hills. Jackie would be Kathy, the off-camera sister presence that makes them all like quiver. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it would help viewers place these people because, like you said, Slim. I and I did catch a mistake at the black and white ball one, and there are a few throughout in this episode when she sits down with Slim for dinner. The maitre d calls her Mrs. Radswell. At the time, she was married to the prince, and she went by princess formally. She told she milked it. She was made fun of for milking it. They would say the princess of what? But she would have been. And at the black and white ball, um, Slim's ex-husband's new wife, the one who stole her, Pam, Pam, Pamela, stolen Bar- Pamela. Barryman. They were. They refer to her as Pamela Harriman, oh, Harriman. which she yeah. wouldn't go on. She wouldn't go on to marry Mister Avril Harriman for another five years. That was her oh. final husband. That was a slip up. She was married mm-hmm. to a different guy at the time. Slim's ex husband Hayward. Was like- it was just like little things. She's she was known in the end and in history. She'll be known as Pamela Harriman, but that would be like. Call a 1960 Jackie, Jackie O. She was Jackie Kennedy. You know, little. That's, they, they, they're so. clearly taking liberties with, with facts. Like, those yeah. are weird things that you, that weird slip ups. Like, the, the whole thing where, like, the Maisel brothers did not make that documentary about the ball. Like, that did no, not they exist. They did not. The Maisel- they did make a, tw- they made a short documentary with Truman that was about In Cold Blood. Like, but. So mm-hmm. I get as a narrative thing, they were like, okay, we want this standalone episode about the black and white ball. But to make it seem like that was a real thing was odd. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, they didn't, the Maisel brothers didn't meet any, they met Lee later on. They became, that's how Grey Gardens came about. But that was like an artistic liberty to give them a way to speak. Yeah. And it was a cool, camera. it was a cool way to do it. But if you were just, if you were learning something about like learning about this for the first time, you you might think, oh, well, can I go find that documentary? No, it's completely made up. It doesn't exist. I even Googled yeah. it. I even was like, Me? how did yeah. I not know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but- and also – like, like, also, like, how many people? It took me watching. There's actually quite a bit of like YouTube videos now because of this. I was like, "Who's this Joanne? Oh, it's Joanne Carson. It's Johnny yeah. Carson's wife." Like, they don't mm-hmm. seem to. This last episode, there was a quick little reference. She said, to, like, "Like Johnny's over your there, husband or- stuff." Yeah, but there's nothing about like this is Johnny Carson's wife that you're going to we'll go out to johnny carson's you know joanne's you know johnny's going to be doing this like it, it, it can like really go over people's heads and and also i feel like there's a lot of 
there's a lot of talking about things as opposed to showing it. And this is a medium where you show things. And that's mm -hmm. what they always say, like, don't talk about it, show it. So, and, and that's, and these are visual devices. And, and that's the thing is that Ryan Murphy, like with American Horror Story, like with Nip Tuck, he can be really good at showing something. Mm -hmm. So why is, why is he talking about stuff? Also, some of this dialogue oh just makes me want to shoot myself. It's like, too self-aware. I don't think the women, I have to double check. The women were referred to as swans. And that was in the press. It was something Truman created. I don't think the women actually speaking amongst themselves said, we are no. the swans. Yeah. This is what a swans do. Yeah. No. They, it, they weren't that, what, what would the term be? Like self-referent. I don't know. They. Mm -hmm. It was a term for like page six back then, the gossip to say. It right. wasn't, for, they didn't, Paris Hilton didn't walk around saying, nice to meet you, I'm a celebutant. <laughs> That's basically what a swan meant. It's it's a term for others to say. And mm -hmm. so when they do that, it's a little too, I think they say on the nose. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I knew from the very first frame of the very first episode, this show was going to be heavy handed when, when Truman just staring at a, pond of swans and then a black swan comes into the shot and you're like oh okay we're just doing you're just gonna beat us over the head with this this is not gonna be a subtle show okay okay the, the other thing is where they refer to their group slim says this we will ice him out of high society socialites don't call no. themselves socialites and they don't mm -hmm. refer to their group as high society it's too Mm -hmm. expository that, i was just gonna way? say I'm, I'm yeah expository they, they they're they explaining too much they the, the conversations mm -hmm. they're for the viewer they're trying to explain characters but in ways that the two characters speaking to each other it just sounds so forced like um the with with bill and um babe we're talking where babe is just like go tell and just starts naming off names go tell them to go do this and bill responds with oh you mean our grandkids and it's like well, yeah you didn't need to explain it, it, that part didn't matter you know you didn't have to explain that yeah. that's the thing he's like they're explaining the wrong things yeah. like they're not mm -hmm. explaining the things that need to be explained that we need to know about they're explaining the wrong it's, it's like it, it's it, it's just so silly also the 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 title sequence <laughs> that's it's great it's really cool but it also is a complete mismatch to what this show actually is like i would think that this was some type of murder mystery yeah, it, like, like psycho. or thriller yeah. like it, it's yeah it's a ripoff of mad men yeah but I it's not. It but, but Mad Men is still sexy, and, but not also like Tadre doesn't. It almost looks like somebody's going to get murdered here, and mm -hmm. I'm like that. All these swans are going to get murdered, and I get it. Like he's supposed to be killed in high society or something. But again, heavy handed, yeah. and it doesn't match what this show is about. I expected something it's, a little bit more elegant, or to like, like Gilded Age. You know, they have a beautiful <gasps> opening. Yeah, I mean, they could, they still could have done. I like the style. It could have been still stylistically similar. It's just, I, I envision, but something that's a little bit more. I, I, my brain's not working, but but you get what I mean. It just, it's not a thriller. Just something that's a little bit more like societal about a fall from society, not a not mm. a fall lifelike or something. Yeah. 
Oh, I do have a couple of fun facts about this. I tweet this tweet like went viral. I'm very proud. On Lee, this mm-hmm. uh, the connection between Housewives of New York and the Swans. So the two main hitters here, we all know, Bay Paley Lee, New York, Princess Carol, Roswell. And Tinsley. So I did some digging and it's really intertwined. And I'm actually impressed by the old New York cast now that I realize, of course, I knew Carol, but I did some digging because um, obviously Carol is Lee's daughter in law, directly married into descended in the line of the swans. Tinsley, however, our sweet socialite princess, Tinsley Mortimer, as in. Babe Cushing Mortimer Paley. At one point, two ships passing through the night, passing through the social register. Babe what babe by marriage was Tinsley's aunt by marriage. So Tinsley's ex-husband was Topper Mortimer, nephew of Stanley Mortimer. Babe's had Babe been alive, she would have been at Mm-hmm. Uh, Tinsley's wedding. So there's and, two and little. Stanley Mortimer was Babe's first husband, correct? Yes. Yep. Correct. And then I believe she had kids with him. She didn't have all her kids mm-hmm. with Paley, if I remember correct, with Paley. Right. But the other thing is, of course, digging a little deeper, this is a fun fact for you guys the money that's intertwined there. So the Mortimers. The Mortimers, as in Tinsley Mortimer, the Mortimer family, they made their money as partners, founding partners in Standard Oil with the Rockefellers. Lee's stepfather was an Auchincloss, and just like the Mortimers, they were all partners. They made their money in Standard Oil with the Rockefellers too. So they all come, their fortunes came from the same company. And Lee ended up inheriting a small chunk of the Auchincloss fortune um, because Jackie had so much and their half siblings were born Auchinclosses. They had their own trust. So their mother looked at Lee, who was very expensive to maintain, not great with money in between husbands to fund her. She took her widow's share of the Auchincloss money, which is also the Mortimer money. And she put it in a trust for Lee to sustain her. So she wouldn't have to continue <laughs> scamming husbands <laughs> to keep her penthouse. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like financially incestuous. These groups like go way back generations. So that was my fun fact for the week. I, like I it. love it. I like it. I love names. I love money. I love inheritance. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> What other? Maybe we should flash forward to the current times. They seem to live a lot in the past. Anything fun happening this week? Let me tell you, younger. Um, mm-hmm. I I took a, a a hero's journey this weekend. I don't even. It was just on my own doing. <laughs> I didn't even. I wasn't even prompted. I just decided. Mm-hmm. I had a I had an hour long car ride yesterday. I'm like fuck it. J Lo's new album. This is me dot 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 now was released so i'm like uh, you know what i'm gonna listen to it listen to it i have not listened to an album straight in one sitting actually uh, i was gonna say in a long time but i listened to beyonce's renaissance in one sitting 
completely different yeah. albums because Beyonce's Renaissance, you yep. have to sit in one sitting because it's one song. It's like one continuous song. <laughs> JLo's not, not that. Um, but I still sat in it and took notes while I was driving. I made, I was making notes to myself and let me tell you guys, uh, let me start off by saying that, um, Ido Adabiri, the thing that she got shit for, for what she said four years ago about JLo on a podcast, she was a hundred percent right. A hundred percent right about JLo's <laughs> career and talent being a scam. And I listened to this album and all I thought was, I don't know if you saw their reports, backstage at the SNL two week, uh, few weeks ago that AO went into um, J-Lo's dressing room and had this heartfelt apology and just threw it out there and just said, I'm so sorry, and just you know cried and everything. I think she should not have done that. I think she should have doubled down <laughs> and told J-Lo to her face, you suck, because that's what I got from this album. Um, it's mm. so just okay. I'll just go through some of the notes. Um, the album has uh, uh, mostly bops. It's mostly bops. No bangers, which is sad because J- the only JLo songs I've ever liked are the bangers. You know, the Jenny from the Blocks, those those type of songs. Mm-hmm. A couple songs that attempt. Uh, she tried her hand at a couple ballads. I don't know if if Stacy did you end up just listening to the first part? Uh, well, I. I had seen it on oh, SNL. Oh, yeah, you, right, right. Okay, so okay. I, did, I, mm. did, I saw it on SNL. So not only did I hear that song, but I saw that visual that was so uncomfortable in so many ways, but also, but then hearing that song, which I listened to, I think the first maybe minute of, but it took 30 seconds for, for her to even start singing. So you know that there's an issue, unless it's a Celine Dion song, you know there's an issue for there to be 30 seconds of a song to be wasted with not it's, without singing. It's it's a bold choice. It's a bold choice for anybody to have track one be a ballad. Because you you want to get you want to mm-hmm. get you want to get them in. Get them in the door. Don't just mm-hmm. throw unless unless I mean so, unless, unless you're Celine Dion. Celine Dion, unless you're Whitney or, Houston. Yeah. Probably a few yeah, others. Yeah, vocals Yeah, ballads require a vocal talent that yeah. J-Lo yeah. isn't known talent. for. Yeah, no, this... Ta- yeah, just yeah. talent. <laughs> just vocal talent. Yeah, anybody who who wants to... Who listens to this and is like, okay, I might give it a try. Start with track one. The song is This Is Me Now. It it it's, it blew my mind as soon as she starts singing off key. And I'm just like... I was texting you. I'm like, that. I'm 10 seconds mm-hmm. in this song and she's off key. How How this... Okay, it's one thing, like, uh, I don't know if you talked about last week, but Alicia Keys, you know, she fucked up a note on the halftime show. She got a lot of shit for it, but it was live. Why? She was off-key live, and they she's also, they fixed it. They, they She's Alicia Keys. She's Alicia Keys. They fixed it up in post, and they got some shit for that because the official thing got put up onto YouTube, and they fixed it. But she's doing it live. J-Lo is doing it in a recording studio, which tells me that the, the take that they took for the album this off key shit was the best take they got. So I don't know what, any, so yes. So she's doing this off key ballad and I'm like, Oh God, this is, we're starting, we're starting like this. Um, and then the songs don't get better. In fact, more than anything, the songs are all the same. They all sound 16 tracks. All sound 16? the same. Okay. It's, it's, there's a slight t- twinge to that. There are, are 13 songs 
because two of them have one song has three versions, one song has two versions. So, so those five are actually just yes. two songs. Um, those are I would I assume to be the singles for the album. The um, mm-hmm. it's so okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. So like I said. I will say this. She raps on most of the songs because she cannot sing. So it's a lot of her rapping. Um, can she rap? She's okay. Like Jenny from the block. Yeah. She, better than she can sing. She's okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, see, she has, she, she has one song on it. Like that. Uh, she does d- do a nice reference to, to rocks that I got Jenny from the block. Like that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The song's called Hearts and Flowers. There's another song that uh it's that uh, Ben Affleck is credited on. Um like he his voice is credited on the song where um he says, I love you, I always have, is in the back like in the background of the song and at the end. But you can't really make out that it's him. It just is like grumbled men's voice. Um so it so, but I guess that was him. I don't know. Um, I will say that there are some moments. Again, this is this is just me going straight through the album, sitting in the car. I'll get to the next bullshit, which actually just throws everything <laughs> on its head. Um, so yeah, so keys can't really sing. Uh, the two singles that I assuming are going to be the singles for radio release. Um, she's multiple versions of, of each. She's, she, she's really, um, one is called rebound and one is called, um, what was the other one? Uh, rebound and can't get enough. I believe can't get enough was the other song she did on SNL. Uh, with the features lotto yes that's that one. Oh, i heard that on the radio yeah. last night so that and i wasn't sure like if it's new or old i was just like this is j-lo it's kiss fm like late at night that's when they play the hit so maybe this is a new one well she yeah. she has so the the um the can't get enough is there's that's the one there's three versions on this album there's can't get enough just that regular song. Then there's Can't Get Enough featuring Lotto, which probably is the one mm-hmm. she did on SNL. Then there's a third Can't Get Enough that is a Bruno, um, was it like a Bruno Martini mix, remix, trying to trying to turn mm-hmm. it into a club banger. None of those are very good. Mm-hmm. And then she has another song, Rebound, <laughs> where mm-hmm. she does the same thing, where she releases Rebound, and then she releases Rebound with rap features. And there's they, there, there's no mm-hmm. reason those shouldn't have been the same song. Um but yeah, so I will say this. There is one song I kind of like on it. And it's a song called Dear Ben Part 2. Ooh. There's a Dear Ben Part Ooh. 1 higher up on the album. Didn't care for it. Dear Ben Part 2. <laughs> I liked it. Kind of liked it. So uh, Tell me why. Tell you why. It was sweet. Yeah. Honestly... <clears throat> The whole thing's about Ben. Like it's this is just they 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 cannot mention him more throughout the 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 albums throughout the tracks. Is it about like Dunkin? Is it about like Dunkin' Donuts and Marlboros? It's it's about <laughs> lost. Like it's about of. lost love. Well, okay. Th- this is this is where it gets into the movie that actually makes it better to explain. So me just listening to these tracks while I'm in my car, I'm not getting the. 
I'm I'm hearing the lyrics, I'm hearing the songs, I'm just being like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But when then when I get home and I watch the musical portion, it sort of comes together. So, but I was I I will end my my part of this album review by saying that my final takeaway from the album and all that shit is that at least it was only 54 minutes long. That was my grand <laughs> review of this album. Then I just take it on, took it on my own to go dive right into the movie that she made for Amazon Prime that is called uh, This Is Me Now, A Love Story. And it's an hour, uh, it's an hour plus long movie that's, it's like a, they, they're calling it like a visualization of the album. It's, mm. It's it, it think um, think le- what what uh, Beyonce did with Lemonade, kind of that mm-hmm. world where it's not it's not a concert film. It's it's these visualizations of it's it's not a, a series of mu- of music videos. It's this long like narrative arc. It's telling a story that the songs from the albums are kind of put in for you know song and dance numbers but there's dialogue there's comedy there's all kinds of things they're just breaking into musical scenes that are from songs from the albums that makes any sense um but not good no no these are these are the same shitty songs for the yes from before um and it's it yeah so it's it the the new york times the review of it the early review of um this uh this is me now a love story they describe it as an autobiographical musical rom-com action sci-fi that's how they describe it as in general (laughs) an autobiographical musical rom-com action sci-fi that is the la times just trying to describe this movie and it it essentially is the, the the entire aesthetic of this movie was uh, Moulin Rouge, like they wanted. They're going for like a Moulin Rouge, Baz Luhrmann fever dream thing going on, mm. where it's a lot of effects. It's it's a lot of like crazy effects, dancing scenes, telling the story through dance. Uh, it also gets off to a very ham hand ham handed beginning because it starts with. Um, Ben and JLo on a riding a motorcycle through the salt, like it looks like the Utah salt flats. And they're like, just, just roaring down the road in a motorcycle and the, the motorcycle crashes and they all, they all fall off the bikes. And then that was like the end of that relationship. And then, so the rest of the movie is her trying to pick her life up and, and go through all these different, you know, these different exes. She went through, abusive exes she got married three times and all these marriages and all these things are all dance numbers but the they all relate to the song the songs they're being used in these movies like they make more sense when you see in in the visual form than if you're just listening to them in the album so Mm. stuff started to make a little bit if i might not be making any sense i'm just my brain is just going i mean i don't think i don't think the I don't think the movie makes any sense. Yeah. I I think I sent this to you that the what I read about it because because I, I thought it was a documentary like kind of like her like the whole like Super Bowl thing that she did a couple of years ago. I was like, why do we need another one? So I didn't realize it was a like a scripted 
type of thing. But the from the the review from the Washington Post was that the headline for that is J Lo's new album film is the perfect love letter dot 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 to J Lo, and then and it says. And they say, this is me now may not win a Grammy or an Oscar, but it will certainly take home the trophy for the most J-Lo thing J-Lo has ever done. Yeah. 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 No. Is this like her trying to, is this like her trying to get artsy, like, renaissance like is she trying to do like her own renaissance well it was she's we we were under the impression that when this was first announced that this was going to be a documentary concert film just like travis Mm -hmm. uh just like taylor did with the eras tour like beyonce did with renaissance but i i we we were very much confused when we when one of her so this 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 thing has quite an impressive cast to be on it cast of characters that are playing different parts through this narrative thing um when when the characters aren't singing and dancing um like the some of the the cast members are um fat joe plays her psychiatrist um then uh uh ben himself that's nothing against fat joe that's just about fat joe playing a psychiatrist Um, i I saw a picture of him he's not so fat anymore no he looks good no he looks good. Then, then Ben himself. So Ben ha- plays two roles. His first role is the biker. He's the man who she's ro- ride, she's riding the motorcycle down the salt flats, and they look all love, and, th- and then they crash the the motorcycle. Um, but they, he's only referred to as the driver because you never see his face. But then throughout the rest of the movie, Ben plays like in heavy makeup. He plays a. Um, uh, a cable news person that's always up like on a TV up top. And he plays like some crazy, like Fox news talking head. Some like, like a, like a Bill O'Reilly type or some, or, or, you know, or a Hannity or something like that. It's just some annoying, it's clearly just been in, in all kinds of makeup. Um, And then there's the bulk of the cast is they have this, um, this Zoe, Zoe Dykel, Zodiac Zodiac Zodiacal Council Zodiacal Council Yes That was the word I was trying to look for The Zodiacal Zodiacal Council Who's looking over J-Lo And and wanting her to Get her shit straight Um, And the the people In the the Zodiacal Council Is that Okay Yeah Like those people Are played by um, Jane Fonda Trevor Noah Sophia Varagova, Post Malone, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Vergara. What did I say? Vergara. Varagova? Did I say Varagova? I'm sorry. Yes. Are you sure you didn't hear me say Noah? I I said Trevor. I wasn't sure if that was. I said Trevor Noah. I wasn't sure if that was. No, no, you said. You said like Sophia Varagova. Did I say that? And I thought maybe that's like some Russian tennis star I haven't heard of. So So I was just going with it. Slip that one back. Sophia Varagova. Sophia Varagova. God damn it. Varagova, Post Malone, uh, (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson, Kiki Palmer. um, uh, Who else was in there? Oh, Kim Petras. So they they got some names for this council, um, and all of the all of those actors I named were, were were different signs for the for the council. I don't remember they were each a sign. The only one I remembered is that Post Malone was Leo because why why would I care about anybody but a Leo? Um, 
Well, and according to the Washington Post article, they were all playing their sun signs. So whatever sign they were representing, that is their sun sign, mm. sun astrological okay. sign. So Sophia Vergara is Pisces, so she's Pisces sun. Uh, Post Malone is a Leo. So yeah, gotcha. exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So it it's strange. It 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 tells a story that just it, like you know, like I said, there's dialogue. Um, it. But but does it tell a, a story? S- I was going to say a story that <laughs> did the story need to be told? No, it's not a story, <laughs> it's not a story that needed to be told. It, it it is a story where we knew where this was starting. We knew where it was ending. She was riding on this bike with with Ben Affleck. It was clearly Ben Affleck. Uh, the bike crashed. Her, her 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 life took a turn. Then she started dating these rebound horrible rebound men who who abused her. Then she started just marrying random men. Like the, she had this group of friends who would who would just try to advise her that weren't the gods, the council. Like these are friends on Earth that would try to be like, "Hey, you need to you need to be alone for once. You're addicted to love. You stop you know stop always being married. Stop always being with somebody." But they were they were just going through about how she'd go get married after married after married. She got married three different times and each marriage has these huge dance numbers where they're performing music from the, the weddings, but they're all weddings that are end up going to be divorced. Um, it was weird that they had three of them when in reality, uh, JLo only had two. I don't, so I don't know who those necessarily applied to. Like the only two people between Ben and Ben again were Chris Judd and Mark Anthony. So well, maybe I A mean, Rod counts. Oh, they were so. Oh, maybe close. okay. That's well, but, they were but she was married. Planning. She was married. I mean, she before. was married to a Honey Noah. That was before. Before, but yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe she's. This taking sounds like the whiz. She's taking this a lot of liberties. Like the whiz to me. <laughs> it's. Yeah, this sounds not the Wizard of Oz, but the Wiz. I'm just like there are dance please, numbers. She's on please the don't, please don't denigrate the Wiz like it's, that. It, please don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I'll probably never see this movie. I don't know. I am like trying to. Well, actually, I'm really tempted now because I can't gra- wrap my head around it's, it. I, I'm doing a terrible job of describing it, but it is. Yeah. It's like I said, it's a Boz Lerman fever dream. It is like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is happening here? Um, but the the production design is top, top notch. Like this thing. Well, this, she self-funded it. So I would certainly she, hope she, so. Yeah, the, the reports were that she spent $20 million on it. On, $20, million, oh! 20, $20 million of her own dollars that, that Amazon then picked up. But um, so this is definitely much of a passion project for her. But like the... The, the designs, the the effects, the, the the dance numbers. I thought it was very funny. I, I I showed you guys the article that one of the one of the characters in this who plays one of her friends that tries to get her to get her life back together, um, came out and said that she thinks uh uh J Lo is going to get uh Academy Award nomination type you know that's that's the, that's the kind of review she's going to get or like she might get nominated for an oscar uh i would i would love to speak to somebody who works for ampus to ask them what in the fuck would this be nominated for i don't nobody knows what this is it's insane uh 
Uh, I don't, I don't know. It, 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 there's a, there's a happy ending, I guess, where the motorcycle guy comes back. <laughs> uh, there's just a lot of crazy dancing. Some of the songs, when that you, you get the visual put to them, they sound like the lyrics make a little bit more sense than when you're just listening to them. But this is still just, uh, I. My, my my the note that I wrote that was my main takeaway from the, the movie where I said my main takeaway from the album was that at least it's only 54 minutes. My main takeaway for the movie is at least it's only an hour 10 and it looked really expensive. So that was that was my high point I was taking from that. Um, <laughs> and it's just I, I just feel like I died inside a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it didn't go. I, <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what she was looking for when she like, made this. I want people to die so much. When they watch it so much. Ballads and and like I said, the one song the, the, I liked. The, my my one important question here is: Is Ben? Does Ben dance? Okay. <laughs> is he in like? Is this like <gasps> no. Like, no. Okay. Some like old school. Well, the the, the whole the, the whole basis of this is a it's a it's a Puerto Rican like fairy tale. I, I'm I'm gonna butcher the names of the man. It's like a some version of a Romeo and Juliet, but it's a Puerto a Puerto Rican um, fairy tale where the 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 lost loves one turns into a hummingbird, one ten, turns into a, a rose, and they have to find each other. So the the whole this whole movie is is full of of rose and and hummingbird imagery uh yes um so that like keeps the narrative going and it's it's just it's it's a lot and and the the singing is bad the acting the comedic the 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 zodiac okay i'm not gonna be able to say that word the zodiacal that's okay zodiacal zodiacal council like you know like i said trevor noah jane fonda they're supposed to be the comic relief, but it's not really funny. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I wish I could explain it better than I am because I just don't understand it. And now this. It sounds like no one can no, explain it. No, not even Jayla. No, no, but no. <laughs> and the, the one takeaway though, that I found the funniest. And if you want, if, if you want to lose your mind, it's an hour on Amazon Prime. Just if you have an hour of your life that you can just get rid of, give it a try. But the my favorite thing about it is that the at the at the premiere party last week for this film slash album, uh, when um, J Lo and Ben got into a fight at the premiere which I think is far more dramatic and exciting than anything that happened during this monstrosity. Um, I don't know if you saw that at the, uh, at the premiere to this movie um, video was caught of Ben and Jen- Jennifer Lopez having a quote unquote spirited argument or spirited conversation. And they were fighting at the premiere of her own party which is kind of on brand for them now. Um, so that was exciting. I, mm-hmm. I've fallen so far down. I think this. it would just be better if they, 
if they just did a reality show, you know, like uh, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, like newlyweds, yeah. and so that will just tank their relationship faster. Let's just do that. Well, they also now now they have a. They, That's where we could step in and help. Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> capture the. We need Andy and a camera. She get Alex Baskin on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Alex Baskin. <laughs> She just can't. She can't act. There's a there's a scene where she's supposed to play drunk, and she can't. She can't even act, act she's, drunk. She's she can't do drunk. She's never been drunk in her <laughs> she's life. She's doing like so, she's I mean, doing the old vaudeville never... like stomp around drunk thing, and it's like mm, mm. no, no, mm. yeah. It's well, it's. You know what I'm thinking? If you guys want to help us get off the block and get us some rocks that we'd like to got. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make this rhyme in real time. <laughs> the best way to help us out is <laughs> off the six train is to rate, subscribe, review. Wait, rate, <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, and follow Pretty Corrupt Podcast. You can hit us up on Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Also on Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One. Also, please, please, please make sure to share Pretty Corrupt Podcast with. This might brighten the day for anyone you know who's fallen victim to actually watching JLo's movie. Uh, this might help them through the therapy and the PTSD and confusion That's, of whatever they just experienced. What, what, everything that you just heard me record was some varying level of PTSD. <laughs> I, show, show us on the doll like, where j-lo made you watch like was, did i did i get to the part where um where ben is actually credited in one of the songs yeah okay i did get to there mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah so, where you can't yeah uh it's it's a lot She's got you in a fever dream now. You're repeating thing, yourself. Thing, You're, you, you, she's, thing, she's, she's messed you up. A fever dream, and it got you know it got me mm-hmm. there, this story of her life and about how she was addicted to love and always had to find love and didn't actually find Ben again until she until she decided she could be alone. That was her whole thing. And then when she decided she could be a, a hell, a, when she decided she could be alone is when she found Ben again. So that was the oh, the, mor- well. yeah, the moral of the story. Well, you never have to be alone when you're listening to PCP. So I don't know what this is going to sound back on listen back because I, <laughs> I am I am over here just straight up doing the Pepe Sylvia like I'm ready to get shit up on the walls, like with the yarn in between <laughs> because I've lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan's going to lose his if he doesn't get a cigarette soon. <laughs> uh, on that note, nighty night.